Hi, I'm Christy. Hi, I'm Kathy. And this is Game of Books, where two newbie writers share our love of food, wine, and mysteries. Not necessarily in that order. Welcome to all of our mysterious foodies out there. Yeah. Hey, you food MFs, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, Kathy, up there in snowy South Dakota. Hi there. It's not too snowy. We're actually going to get some melting this week, unfortunately. I'd rather keep it white, but... How's it going down there in your chilly, so, uh, sunny South Florida? <laughs> well, I'm um, I'm doing okay. I'm not going to go into the co- controversial song, but I just want to say, baby, it's cold out there. <laughs> we started out in the low 50s this morning, and it ha- won't even reach 70 today. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I know. But it will warm up by the time this podcast comes out, so the cold white wine that I chose will be very welcome. Well, okay, so what when you say warm up, what, what we'll get to? Um, we'll be back in the eighties and the lows of seventies. Oh, that's lovely. That sounds lovely. Okay, you're yeah. right. You picked the wine, so tell everybody what you chose. Okay, I chose a Riesling from Washington State and it's called Kung Fu Girl. I so, loved 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 the label love i know i know and i will tell you more about that and um but first um i think we need to pop the cork or um in this case unscrew the top (laughs) so easy and have a sip okay here we go kung fu girl Mm. Hmm. i am i'm surprised okay i am too now why are you surprised because I always thought Rieslings were really, really sweet. Me too. And this isn't that sweet. I think it's just, just right. <laughs> See, that's... I think it's one of my one of my white go-tos almost, I think, right now, at least from the first sip. I When you said you had a Riesling, I was like, uh, I don't really t- tend to love... It's just a little too sweet for me. And mm-hmm. um, this, though, is very nice. And it reminds me of the Chardonnay that you had chosen, that French Chardonnay a couple weeks ago. Right, that, right. That the I also one don't whatever. love Chardonnays, but that French Chardonnay was great. We must be just really good at picking wines, we especially from be. the label. <laughs> right. And I got to tell you, I, I was so happy that you chose this um, this one because, you know, I gave you two to choose you from. And, um, but I loved this label and it goes so well with my book, you know? Yes. I think anyway. Well, I can't wait to your book, but I... Yeah. I did. So let's tell everybody that often because I'm in South Dakota and you're in Southern Florida, we will give mm-hmm. each other two choices of the same variety, trying to get the same right. um, kind of concept for the. And in this case, it was a Washington State. They were both Washington State Rieslings. Okay. And and it is important because sometimes we have given each other two choices and, and not both are available where the other one is. Right. Uh, I know. And That's so this one, me. though, they both were there and they were side by side, if you can believe it. Yes. Oh, and good. <laughs> it was really funny. And I thought, oh, I'm going with cute label. I mean, I will not say yeah. what the other label was because it's a lovely label. But this I know, was we definitely might use fun. It again, but... Yeah. Yeah. So I like right. it, though. So, th- so this is a really this is a really cool um, vineyard. Oh, my my editor's getting mad because I keep moving the bottle around. But I wanted to look at the back of it. You probably just want some. <laughs> I know he just wants some. Sorry, you have to wait He's till a very after we're done. Sound editor. <laughs> 
But um, on the back of the label, you know, um, it's even cute too. You know, it has the little sushi thing. And, and when I looked online about this wine, this is the description they give on the, at the Charles Smith Wines. And this is Charles. Um, one night, Charles was eating Chinese takeout and watching a fight scene in a notorious martial arts film oh. when he had an idea, a killer white wine made to be paired with Asian food. Oh. Just like that, Kung Fu Girl was born, and it's been kicking ass and making names ever since. Oh, I'm a fan. I am that a cool? fan. That is <laughs> awesome. I'm a fan. Yeah. I know. Do, do, doesn't one of your characters do like Kung Fu or something? Yeah, Maybe I do you have to put this in your book. <laughs> yeah, I'm suddenly really reinvigorated. Yes. Yeah, that is um, great. That is but great. yeah, so it, so like I said, it's Washington State. The guy is this website. You got to check it out. It's pretty crazy. I mean, he's um, he was he's a winemaker. He was originally from near Napa Valley, where he was born, but he spent a lot of time in Europe. That's where he was managing rock bands, and he looks like oh. an old rocker. Oh, fun! On the, you know, he's got these massive white curls and stuff, and he's wearing sunglasses. But, um, and you know, it goes with our whole, you know, rock star theme too. Yeah. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we, maybe we should explain that. Yeah. Well, it, if something's really cool, it's like the rock star. Uh, so this is like the rock star of right. Riesling. So far, that? this is the rock star of Riesling. I will give the example. Christy is by far the techno of the two of us. I just show up and push the buttons, she tells me. So whenever she tells me something <laughs> you're, new, you're I'm like, you kind. are a rock star. So, yes, act. yes, yes. And whenever Kathy organizes something to where I actually get something done, then <laughs> she's the rock I'm star. I'm the rock star. <laughs> right. And, um, and the website also goes into, Charles Smith Wines also goes into um, the person who designed the labels. Oh. And her, her name is, well, I'm going to try, Ricky, R-I-K-K-E, Korf. And she's been friends with Charles for 17 years. She's from Denmark. And her quote is, my style of design has always been and is always rooted in the pure perspective of functionality, timelessness, and simplicity. I blended that well with the guts and raw directness of rock and roll to create future <laughs> icons and cult brands. Oh, so I'm, there we go. I'm into it. That is way cooler than I ever can imagine being, but that is yeah. really interesting. Yeah, and it's yeah. spot on with that label. It's a great label. If, if you if our listeners, our MFs, are interested, you really got to check out this uh, wine label. It's it's. I think it's something that would be fun to bring to a party or as a gift because it is so interesting and it's a very nice wine. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I agree. Oh, I agree. good. Well, let's good take choice another... on all the way around. I know. <laughs> I'm gonna take another drink. But you had mentioned chilliness there, chilliness here. I have to tell you, I have my favorite socks on, and I've been doing a lot of Christmas shopping, and there have been a lot of socks on my buying list. And it got me thinking, what's Christie's equivalent of socks? Because, listen, socks are cool. My teenagers actually want socks. They, they put that on their list. You yes. can buy socks for anybody. I mean, it's, it's a thing. And I yeah. thought, what do you, what do you do in South Florida? Just buy everybody flip flops? What what is the alternative? <laughs> well, uh, we do wear socks down here too. I mean, you know, air conditioning gets cold and things. Oh, but... Whatever. <laughs> I love and it. And my daughter, she does have she does have a sock fetish as well. So yeah. she's 
you know, we're, there's always socks in the stocking for her. Um, of course, she lives in a colder climate now, so she mm-hmm. gets to wear them all the time. Yeah. But, um, but I do, I do, I wear socks, I like to wear socks. Lately, I've been wearing socks to bed. Oh, yeah. And this is interesting because I read somewhere it helps you sleep, like, if your feet are warm. Like, you're mm-hmm. supposed to wear the least amount of clothes so that you don't get hot. Yeah. But your feet should stay warm. So I, so you know what I wear? I wear those hospital socks with the little... Um, what, what, <laughs> the did, little what did you no just say? skid bottom hospital socks. <laughs> You are not wearing hospital socks to bed. Well, because they have, because they're really big and loose. Because I don't like anything really tight on my no, toes. No. And then they, and then they have the no skid on the bottom. So when I'm walking on the tile in the morning, <laughs> oh, this is the best thing ever. I, I wear I wool. Smart wool is the brand I prefer. It is a uh-huh. wonderful, thick, heavy sock. That I it have doesn't to... itch? Oh, no. That's the nice thing about smart wool. They do not itch. But I have oh, okay. to, I like them tight and as close to my skin as I can. And when I want to try to peel them off, it is effort. Like, you have to try to get them oh, off. Oh, you're kidding. Well, I mean, is no. your, like, foot, like, smaller afterwards? Like <laughs> No, it's not cutting off my circulation. But I just, it's cold. Now, I mean, not, uh, my husband thinks I'm nuts because, you know, but I'm always cold and I need socks yeah. on, so. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, but I, yeah, yeah, I understand. Okay. And uh, well, you know what? This was funny that you mentioned that because also I noticed um, on the news, I think it was yesterday, and uh, there's a YouTube video out there from South Dakota. Really? From, yes, from Rapid City. Okay. Where this police dog got snow boots. I saw. I saw. I was on the treadmill oh my actually God. when I saw this morning. I was laughing so hard with this dog trying to walk in these snow boots. And okay. I'm thinking, you know, here I am looking at maybe getting a dog. I'm like, thank <laughs> God I don't have to worry about that. And I'm thinking, does May have to wear socks okay. or boots? <laughs> so May, we have bought her boots in the past. But it, and I do have videos somewhere of trying to teach my dog. But they, they just kind of kick their feet out. So you have to check yeah. out this video from the Rapid City Police Department. Yeah, and just yeah, for... it's on YouTube. And it just is. all you have to do is Google like South Dakota yeah. dogs snow boots, yeah. and it'll come up. And it's so, so funny. It is great. And so for for perspective, Christy. So I live. You know, South Dakota is a pretty wide rectangle, and mm-hmm. it is divided in the middle. I mean, there's east. There's the east side of the state, and there's the west side of the state. And I'm on the mm-hmm. east side of the state, and in, in um, pretty close to. Uh, Sioux Falls and Iowa and Nebraska. So I'm kind of down on the tip. My in-laws okay. live on a ranch near Rapid City, but they live on the very west side of the state where the Black Hills is. So okay. Rapid City is six-ish hours to our west. And that's where my mother-in-law lives. So, And so is that like equally snowy and cold? or You know, they actually have a pretty different climate than we do. Um because they are impacted by the Rocky Mountains in Colorado. So we'll talk about that another time. All right. I want to take another sip of this wine, and I am dying to hear the mystery that matches this wine. Okay. Well, here we go. (laughs) My book is The Late Show. Oh. It came out in 2017, and it's by Michael Conley. Michael Conley. Oh, nice Uh. choice. (laughs) I'm excited. Yes. Well, I, I love, I don't, I didn't know that you are a Michael Conley fan. I am a Michael Conley am. fan. I have not read The Late Show. It is on my 
to be read pile, but I oh, am well, definitely yes, a fan. Oh, yes, you will like it. Good. Yeah. So, so, you know, he's the one that did all the Harry Bosch books, and he started writing um, Harry Bosch is the main character um, in The Black Echo in 1992, and he's written a book a year since then, some, some years two books, and so he's got 32 novels in 26 years. Oh, my gosh. I know. He's also the one who wrote The Lincoln Lawyer, mm-hmm. which features, you know, Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, he's not called that in the book. They got a, <laughs> he's got the name Mickey Haller in the book. but um, <laughs> And he often overla- overlaps and stuff. But The Late Show, he introduces a new character, and her name is Renee Ballard. So she's this badass LAPD detective. Nice. I know. And so, and it's, and it's a woman, which, you know, is interesting. Um, and I thought, well, you know, I guess you never know. I mean, he's written enough Harry Bosch. I mean. So is this the first, is it a first in a series, do you think? Or is it a standalone? It's a first in a series. Wow. And, and cause he came out with this was in 2017. The second one came out in 2018. Okay. And, you know, he, uh, you know, I saw an interview. He was like, well, you get to the end of the book and you're just not done with that character. So it was natural to write more. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And so she, and in this particular book, um, see, she's, she works the night shift in Hollywood. And so that's, I'm sure how the name, The Late Show came out. And um, she was once an up and coming detective, but she's been given this beat as punishment after filing a sexual (laughs) harassment complaint against a supervisor. Oh, timely. Hello. Timely. I know. And that was interesting, too, because this was in 2017. So it came out just before all the Me Too movement. Oh, that's so interesting. So he, you know, because he had an interview um, this year when the, the next in the series was coming out. And um, he was, he said, you know, yeah, I'd like to say I'm Mr. Me Too, but, you know, and I was ahead of the wave. But what he was doing was just writing about a woman who had an obstacle of being a female in a very male-based bureaucracy. Mm -hmm. And he kind of felt like, he said, you know, these are experiences that probably 80 to 90% of the women who read his books have had. So even though we don't go out and solve murders and that kind of thing, we've all we've all had to deal with a boss whose hands are quick to touch you. Oh man! So I thought that was interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah. So have yeah, you have you uh, have ahead. you watched the? Isn't there a Harry Bosch series on Netflix or something like that? Yeah. No, it's on Amazon, and I have okay. not. I just I honestly just joined Amazon Prime this month. Mm. They had like the free month, and part of the reason is because I want to watch those series. Ah, that's great. Well, I was when you said that, I I was hoping that they would turn this Renee Ballard into also a series because it'd be so fun to see her. Well, you never know because he overlaps his characters. In other words, okay. um, Mickey Haller is related to Harry Bosch. Um, the Lincoln Lawyer, and then we find that out along the way of the series. And the book that came out earlier, just, well, I guess it was just a month or two ago, um, the follow-up to the um, the late show, which is called Dark ask Sacred Night. <laughs> what? Oh. Yeah. I said ask the sound. I know. Editor. I should have asked him. Quick, look it up. Yeah. But, I, so, but it's called so Dark it's... Sacred Night, and it features Harry Ooh. Bosch in it. So he kind of overlaps into oh, her series. So we, we may um, we may see her on the TV show, too. Um, interesting. Yep. And guess what else? 
He's doing what? a podcast. He's starting oh, he a not. podcast in January. Yes, it's a. Oh, I will be tuning in. It's a true Michael Conley. Yes, it's a true crime. It's called um, the Murder Book. I believe that's what oh, it's called. Excellent. You know, and that's kind of based mm-hmm. on the murder books that you know they like Harry Bosch has in the book in the book mm-hmm. in the books the books in the murder book. But um, they, you know, he also was quoted. He's, he, you know, because they're like, well, why are you doing this now? Is it just, you know, I mean, you're not doing enough or whatever. But he started. <laughs> he started out as a reporter. So he and he, guess what? He went to University of Florida and he was a reporter in Fort Lauderdale. I'm not kidding you. Oh my! And goodness. then he moved to That's... California, which is where all the, um, you know, he got he got promoted to the LA Times and then he started writing out there. Oh. So they're all based in LA, but he at one time lived near me. Very full circle. But he said um, there was something about the constant attack, the fake news and the failing New York Times, all that somehow awakened something in me. I didn't want to shield myself behind fiction. It's not a political story at all. It's a murder story, but it's about truth. It came out of something in me saying, let's tell a true story. And to me, it's a true story about heroes and some of the heroes are the type that are being slighted now by our politicians, by our politician in chief at the moment. That was a quote. Oh, okay. From him. So timely. Yes. Did you see this morning the the reveal of the um, Times Person of the Year? No. It was um, a, a conglomeration of journalists, basically. They, oh, they called them the Guardians. Interesting. Of, the Truth Seekers. Good. It, I thought it was, I was very pleased mm-hmm. to see that choice. Good, me too. Um, so that's, that is very interesting, that, that, that comparison that he mentioned there, that, you know, that we right. have issues with truth. And, yeah. so and he also said, yeah. okay, so this book, um, she, it's based on a true person, Mitzi Roberts. Oh. She's an LAPD detective. Oh, he named yes. her. She's a detective who's been advising him for years. And so he was like, look, you know, I'm a journalist at heart, so I hate to tell you, but I didn't always make all this stuff up. <laughs> it's kind of based okay, on so stories from her and her past and things, too. You know, I wonder what it would be like to be that human. I know. And and be told that this is based upon you. I know. I, that's really... Well, that's like that TV uh-huh. show Castle. Did you ever see that? <laughs> Yeah. I did, but was that based on someone well, real? Well, he wrote books in it, and that was based on the... Oh, the fictional, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> His fiction was based on the character of the... Yes. Um, but anyway, I should tell you the food in the book. We got yes. into the food. This is so good. Okay. Yeah. So um, she doesn't eat a whole lot because she is, you know, she's nonstop in this book. This is a thrill a minute um, she doesn't sleep, she doesn't eat, but she does eat a little bit. And when she did, she, the first thing, uh, well, I, she lives when she's not working the night shift. A lot of times she sleeps in a tent on the beach. I'm sorry, what? A tent on the beach. Yes. <laughs> so it's because it's during the day. So she goes and she, and she surfs or she paddle boards oh. and then she goes and sleeps <laughs> with her dog in the tent And then she'd get up and she'd go to the Pokey Pokey window at Venice Beach, which is true. There is a place called the Pokey Pokey window. I've heard of this, yes. And she gets like the Aloha bowl with extra seaweed and her she gets her dog the teriyaki beef and rice bowl. And so even though they're not (laughs) drinking wine, I looked up what goes with, you know, 
pokey and and then she also eats sushi (laughs) later in the book too she gets sushi Mm. so i was like it said riesling from washington state so that was even more incredible that you picked this one with the sushi bowl on the back of it and everything because right you know there we go so perfect yep it was perfect that's perfect so somehow i'm picturing this character this renee ballard and her tent on the beach every day it somehow reminds me of oh no um the mel gibson danny glover movies from the 19 what 90s oh yeah and he lives like in a motorhome on the beach (laughs) okay and he's a cop all right do you know what i'm talking about yeah so she pretty much i mean she has like an old van where she keeps stuff in and she just (laughs) i know i know oh that's so interesting that is but that's the ultimate Right, just lonely. Yes. Just you and your dog, and you're against the. And yeah, that's, that's awesome. and she. So she's a lot like Harry Bosch in that she's got like her tragic backstory, and she's a tough loner and stuff. So I think it's in for the long haul, and she's she's a fun character to read about. So anyway, I'm so that was that. that was mine. So have some sushi with your kung fu girl. Love it. Good, Love good. it. That's great. So now well, I'm gonna have yeah I'm gonna have another drink. Yeah, let, yeah. Let's have mine. another sip before we have to. <laughs> Yeah, this is definitely, this is going to be on the party list for Friday night. <laughs> there you go. My father is having his 80th birthday party. I am having his 80th birthday party. And I am going to be bringing some of this Riesling. Awesome. Which I wouldn't normally have picked out a Riesling. So that's really I know. Good. Well, it's a dry Riesling, Open too. So that must mm-hmm. be the difference, I guess. So I'm, I'm, I'm pleased with that yeah. as well. Okay, so I, speaking of wine... Mm-hmm. I chose my book this week because of the wine scene more than the food scene. (laughs) But I chose an author that you and I both are very familiar with. And her name is Hank Philippine. Oh, yay, Hank. (laughs) I was wondering when of us were going to get to one of her books for sure. (laughs) We love ourselves some Hank. Let's just say that. (laughs) So as as a disclaimer almost. (laughs) <laughs> when Christy and I first met last year at Sleuthfest, you can get your online, what, uh, application? Oh, yes. application, but... You can register. Registration you can is register available now. now. Yes. yes. <laughs> and it's it's a lovely South Florida location in <laughs> the heart of winter in yes. mid-March. So. I would encourage all of my Midwestern writers to join me. Yes. Anyway, we met Hank at... Uh, Sleuthfest. She, I think, maybe did the second. And I think she actually did the class that you and I met in. I'm thinking, too. I feel like that was the class. I mean, I can't remember exactly, but I really kind of feel like you're right. Yeah, we sat next to each other during It was like the, the first class or something. Yeah. I don't know. And she's just the most interesting, lovely, accomplished person. I really enjoyed meeting her. And I know you feel the same way. Yes, incredible. She's a rock star. She's a rock star. She's a rock star. (laughs) And so Hank is, what's great about Hank is that she's really supportive of other writers. And I think she does that by going to conferences and she does that by leading things like Sisters in Crime and writing blog posts. And she has... And she's also a journalist. I mean, she's, she's wins, what do you call that when you... Oh, the Arthur O'Murrow and the Emmys. I mean, she has won... Emmys, yeah. It's it's almost a gross amount. She's like a... Yeah. (laughs) It's like 38 Emmy and Murrow. I don't know how she does all that she does. Yeah. And so, and what I loved about her right away was um, just how generous and gracious she was. 
But also, I love that she didn't start writing fiction until she was later in life, let's say. She didn't start when she was 20. She started around the age that you and I are starting to do this. Mm -hmm. And I found that to be, you know, it's always nice to hear a story that, yeah, it kind of rings true. And Mm -hmm. so, anyway, she, this I think has been her biggest breakaway, and it's Trust Me is her novel. It's a standalone. Okay. Yeah, and I year. haven't read that one yet. I wanted to get I it. I, I missed the um, signing when she when we she had a signing down here. I I wrote a blog post about it as well. If you haven't checked out our blog, Game of Books blog. Yes, please do. <laughs> yes, please do. <laughs> but um, it's a really good riveting page turner, and so um, oh good. And what's great is she uses her journalism background to write a story about a. a a journalist, a greeting journalist. So the character's Ooh. name is Mercer Hennessy. I actually, this is a standalone, she said, but I would, like Michael Connolly said, I would love to see Mercer come back because I can see her. So is Mercer a girl or a guy? She's a woman, yep. Okay, and she's a she's a journalist? She's an ex-journalist. She has been oh, home. Oh, ex-journalist. Yep, she, w- she decided to stay home and take care of her child. And she's a mm-hmm. grieving disaster right now. Because her husband... A what? A grieving disaster. <laughs> Is that a terrible description? Her husband and her daughter died at, at the outset Grieving. Of the oh, grieving. I didn't know what you were saying. Grieving. And I was like, greedy? No, Why no, is she no. greedy? She's not greedy. <laughs> She's a disaster. So okay, she... so now I like her better. I mean, yeah, because you know. <laughs> yeah, greedy wouldn't be great. No. She... I was like, why do we want to know more about her? <laughs> so she, her whole world stopped. She lost her family. Her husband Aww. and her child died. And so one of the opening images is her being in the shower. And the shower is steamed up. And she would write in the steam on the glass wall the number of days they have been gone. Oh, man. Brutal. I'm sad. It is. It's brutal. And so she's, let's just say it. A mess, as as one mm-hmm. would obviously be, and she gets this. She gets approached by her editor from her past to write mm-hmm. a true crime story about an ongoing trial about a mother accused of killing her, of course, three year old child. Oh my gosh! So it just hits really. There's got to be so much depth to that. I, so I, I'm much looking depth. forward to reading that. Oh my! It gosh. really yeah. is good, and she. It's kind of a rip from the headlines kind of case, like a Casey Anthony kind of okay. case uh-huh. where a mom has been accused of killing her child and the mom mm-hmm. has, you know, claimed she doesn't know where her child was. And so this, right. this Mercer, our main character here is a mess on her own, but she kind of begrudgingly takes this case on and she's going to write the story of this trial. And mm-hmm. the antagonist, this, this woman who's accused of killing her child, Ashlyn, is really frustrating because the truth, you know, what is the truth? And she lies and she turns lies inside oh, out. It's so and, frustrating. Yeah. Oh, it's so frustrating. But then you start thinking, how how reliable is this narrator, our protagonist, this Mercer? Mm-hmm. You know, you can imagine having your family, right. you know, killed. And then on top of it, she's drinking an awful lot of Pinot Noir. <laughs> <laughs> And so the wine kind of becomes a little bit of a side character in this novel. And so oh my gosh! I yeah. just so you should I, have probably done this on your wine week. I know I should have, but I just wanted to get some Hank in before we the year. Yeah. Ended. So, so yeah. I'm gonna I want to read you a little bit of this if you don't mind. Sure. So, um, 
this is the Mercer um, talking to herself. She says, I'm fine. I lied for the billionth time. It's my job now to create this monster's story. Um, I'll make it impeccably researched, authoritative, and compelling. And then I'll see her sentenced to rotten hell. So that's her starting to write about this. Oh, so she has wow. Really, so she really thinks the girl is guilty. She does. And so then literally mm-hmm. the next page in chapter seven, she says, I can drink and write at the same time. After all, I think as I watch the red liquid flow into the curved gra- glass, I do know how to tell a story. So you kind of start thinking, wait, is this woman... Oh, I know. You know, have a, a, a true voice that we can believe. And so it's that kind right. of, who do you believe? And the whole story is this tense, oh, suspenseful, it's very good. And the wine is very helpful in the telling of mm-hmm. the story. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so well, I... Well, good. I, yeah. yeah, so the whole thing is about the instability of who you can believe, who you can trust. And mm-hmm. the wine just kind of helps that along. And it's, uh, mm-hmm. and she is a fan of Pinot Noir, as you and I both are on occasion as well. <laughs> but the wine really contributes to that unsettled feeling. And so I thought that would be a really yeah, good. Yeah, that's really, that's really interesting. It really Does she is. eat it all? <laughs> you know what? Very little. She eats, yeah. like she survives on like toast. I mean, this is somebody who really is grieving and really barely yeah. is barely hanging on you know so right yeah. right so if, and if wow. you if you have bought the book on the front of trust me it's kind of this mm-hmm. really almost looks like police tape but it's red and black like just these really kind of garish lines you know mm-hmm. um as a background and if you turn the book on its side you see what mm-hmm. the book there's a word embedded and you can see what it's about very interesting. Interesting. So, but I'm the title is Trust Me by Hank Philippi Ryan. Great. It was published this year, and she actually just announced her next year's book um, that's coming out on her website. And I can't recall the name of it, but I obviously will pre-order it immediately. Yes. Because I... That's what we... Yeah. Because I, I just realized that I wanted to order Trust Me, and I hadn't because I was going to go to a book signing, and then I missed that. So... Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to have to order it or put it on my Christmas list, maybe. Well, that that is a great Are idea. Are you listening? <laughs> hey, sound editor. Hey, sound editor. You listening? Are you listening? Trust me. <laughs> Trust me. It's a good one. It's a good one. Great. Well, yeah. thanks. That's a good one. Thanks, Kathy. I'm yeah. really, I'm really glad. Glad you brought that one up because I wanted I wanted to hear about Hank. We do love ourselves some Hank. You and I both had the privilege of and the pleasure, I guess, of uh, communicating with her via email. She's just incredibly gracious. She's a great yes. writer. I think she's yep. a, a marketing maven, really. I don't know how I she know. has time to do everything she does. I know we got to get her on our we got to get her on our podcast and our on our blog. I, I will tell you, <laughs> she'll I, probably branch it out to to all ends of the earth. Oh, she yeah, she had great advice for both of us on our novels and and uh, mm-hmm. and Christy, I'm definitely adding Michael Connolly to my to be a red pile. I'm putting him up higher than he was earlier. So thank you for that. Okay. So yep, what do you me think? Too with Hank. Are we going to add so this wine I, to the rack? I think so. I think this is a, I like it. I like the label. That's mm-hmm. always important. Um, the price, mine was ten ninety nine. Eleven ninety nine here. Very so reasonable. So there you go. Yep. Kung Fu Girl. And you can find it in South Dakota and South Florida. Which <laughs> and probably is everywhere in between. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, oh, 
I like it. I'm glad. Well, that caps off this week's episode of Game of Books, where we share food, wine, and mystery. If you liked listening, please be sure to subscribe to us so you can get your food, wine, and mystery tips every Friday morning, just in time for the weekend. Right, and all you MFs out there, if you want to get more information or links to what we've talked about or where to buy the books we talked about, we will post the information on our website, gameofbooks.blog, every Friday also. So this is Christy. This is Kathy. Saying thanks for listening. Bye, Bye everybody. everybody.